Hi, I'm Teresa Duncan. And I'm Kevin Henry. Welcome to Chew On This. We are excited to bring you our views of current topics in the dental industry and put a little different spin on them, giving you something to chew on. If you need to jump off, be sure to check the show notes for links as well as how to get in touch with us. And now let's give you something to chew on. And we're back for a semi-caffeinated show of Chew On This. What's up, K-Dog? Just trying to get my cold caffeine through the uh, the Diet Mountain Dew over here, which I know uh, people are aghast at just hearing that right now. We have already alienated listeners. It doesn't take us long. Let's it be really honest. doesn't. <laughs> so, yes, I am, uh, I am sipping on my coffee, and I still feel like it hasn't hit maximum caffeination levels yet. But we're going to strive to bring you the best of the news that's out there. K-Dog, one of the things we talked about in the pregame show, yes, which is where we realized how really uncaffeinated we are, <laughs> the pregame show, we talked about this new assisting school that opened up. I mean, you are super excited about that. What's up? I am excited about that because I think that, you know, we're still going through that. Where are we going to find people? And a lot of times we're going to have to bring them in from the outside. We're going to have to bring in the fresh blood, as it were. Uh, You know, and we have talked on this podcast before about Smile Crew of California and how the California Dental Association is trying to reach outside to pull people in. So, yeah, kudos to Macomb Community College, Warren, Michigan, a 12,000 square foot dental clinic that opened up. And one of the big things that they are doing is that they are obviously training new members of the team, including a new dental assistant program that spans 16 weeks. And so I think the more opportunities that there are out there to pull in these team members and to give them a proper education, I think that's really important. Because, Teresa, you know as well as I do, one of the big arguments, shall we say, out there is the whole on-the-job trained versus school trained whenever it comes to assistance. And I think there's no right or wrong answer, at least in my book, but I think the more options there are for assistants to make that choice for themselves, I think that that's really important. The argument behind having a certified or a licensed dental assistant, because some states it's licensing, or some countries it's licensing too, like I think Canada, it's a license, I'm not sure. But the reason that these associations push for that is that they're, they're able to do a lot more. In some states, they're actually, like Virginia, there's a DA2 level, and they actually can do a lot more. So it increases the productivity uh, of the office. And then Danby, our friends at Dental Assisting National Board, actually makes a really good argument, and it's research-based, that there is more uh, safety involved when you have a trained and licensed and certified, somebody who's got a license or certification behind them that is accountable, is what I mean. And so why is there a safety increase is because they are forced to take, forced, (laughs) encouraged, they have to take (laughs) these OSHA classes and infection control classes and all of that. So when you do on-the-job training, you hope that your assistant gets all of that. But unless OSHA person came in or unless they've taken the most recent OSHA class, OSHA being taught on the job, infection control being taught on the job is... eh, it's a little little risky. You know, there's there's science out there that if I train you to do something and then you train somebody, you know, the whole delusion of knowledge, as it's called, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, I teach you just a little bit of what I know and it keeps going down and soon you're at a very small fraction. 
So I, I think that it is important to get some kind of training. And, you know, I, I've told numerous people, my hope before I leave this world is that we actually have in every state that there's some kind of mandate about education for dental assistants and the whole thought about, well, they can work at Taco Bell in the morning and the dental practice in the afternoon. I hate that uh, with every ounce of my being. And I think that that's one of the things that demeans uh, the dental assisting profession. My hope is that it, that will change. What a terrible part-time job to have. You come into the office and you smell like a chalupa. Which, you know, it, it, that would just make me hungry. I would oh, just no. be like, Are, is that a quesarito I smell somewhere? <laughs> is that the chicken sandwich taco debate that rages at the moment? I My think God. we're finding out what gets you going. I think that's what we're finding yeah. out. Yes, a quesarita mixed with cavicide or yeah, cavicide. That's not that's not quite the cocktail I'm looking for. Is that for, how Kevin. you want to go home smelling? I don't think so. I well, let me tell so. you, those smells get on you. I worked at a candle store in high school. It was called oh. Wicks and Sticks. Does that sound familiar? Wicks and Sticks. I don't think we had one of those in Oklahoma, I'm pretty sure. But... I was a very good candle salesperson. I bet you were. But unfortunately, it came with me, and my mom would be like, oh, that smell. Why can't you work somewhere else? And then my car would smell like a candle, which sounds good, but not when you're living the life. Nope. <laughs> but was it like sea foam, or what was your smell? I mean, it I'm was curious. whatever. It all mixed together. It just smelled it just like, candle. I smelled like a big waxy ball coming at you. That's what it smelled like. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but... Have you ever seen Pigpen? Now now I know we're dating ourselves. So in the Peanuts cartoons, Pigpen was a very dirty kid. And whenever he walked, all this dirt would fly around him, right? So if you're young, you've never seen this. But uh, imagine just a big cloud of fog and dirt coming around. That was me with candle smell. You could smell me coming around the corner. (laughs) You know, whenever whenever we were in Oklahoma, we'd drive up to beautiful Branson, Missouri to Silver Dollar City. And one of the things that we always did every time on every trip to Silver Dollar City was make candles. You know, how you dip them into the wax and yes. all that stuff. So I'm sure the people who worked in there maybe went home with candle smell as well. Maybe I went home with candle smell. Who knows? Well, and I am, uh, I'm pretty good at uh, all that dipping stuff. So if you ever want to have a podcast about, you know, proper wicking and uh, proper trimming of the wick, I certainly could... <laughs> could do that and there's everybody else clicking off all right (laughs) so that's great about the assistance i'm hoping that there's more schools that open up i think this is what's going to have to happen is the associations the dental associations are going to have to put some money behind it i know historically they've done that with hygiene and when there's hygiene shortages they will fund the local schools same thing with the dental assistants so i think we're going to see a lot more money pouring into these local community colleges but we still need to work on the recruitment end of it. We have to sell dentistry as a career that is not pain. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I still think there's a whole PR twist that has to be done for people to actually want to work in dentistry. The whole life-changing part of it, I think we need to emphasize a whole lot more. Right. Like, I don't know, leopard print scrubs and stuff. That's what we need. Why not? I mean, first of all. Yes. Drop it like it's hot, but don't drop it like it's hot in the operatory. How about that? And if you do, make sure you sterilize it. And here's how. <laughs> boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants. You know. Oh, my gosh. I think we need to talk to a marketing yes. team. This is the way. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So 
Let me bring you down, Kevin, because wow. this is what I do the best, right? You do a fantastic job of it, too, by the way. <laughs> but go ahead, please. Becker's put out, I, I love Becker's. They are really great at aggregating so much stuff. But Forbes put out, and Becker's reported on it, Forbes put out the America's Best Insurance Company list. Ooh. <laughs> then it was ranked by dental insurances were, were pulled out of this. So the top 20 dental insurance companies were then ranked. And what's important for, for people to understand here is how the heck did they rank them, right? That's always my question. How? The metrics were overall customer satisfaction, financial advice, price performance ratio, and damage benefit ratio. So basically what that means is how much money did it net for the company and how many customers were happy, and how many uh, renewals. So that's another another thing that's factored in usually to these numbers. I'm going to read a couple companies here that I am surprised. It seems like they just went into a population full of Blue Cross Blue Shields, but perhaps Blue Cross Blue Shields make decent money and have high ratings. So I'm just going to read the, the top, I don't know, 7, 8, 9, 10. Sure. WellCare, Aflac, CareSource. Aflac is easy, though, because it's very easy to administer. People pay a little bit, and then they get a pretty decent amount. And, you know, it gets paid to them, so they're, they're happy, too. A lot of times it gets paid to them. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Alabama, Humana. That doesn't surprise me. I think it would surprise a lot of people, but Humana, when I'm on the road, I don't hear the complaints about Humana that I do of other companies. Then we have Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas City. Then mm. Blue Cross Blue Shield of South Carolina. Then we have Liberty Dental Plan. Liberty. Liberty's the one with the emu, I think, as their mascot. <laughs> <laughs> then you have a couple more Blue Crosses. Just going to call out some, some bigger names. United Healthcare came in at 11. Then Anthem at 14. But I'll tell you, Anthem in certain states, Anthem is would not be in the top 20 for many of my attendees. They seem to have a lot of problems with them. Guardian Life Insurance is at 15. And Capital Blue Cross, that's another big one. United Concordia at 17, and then that surprises me because I can't imagine their customer service ratings are high only because on my side, that's not what I'm hearing at all. I hear nothing but pain from attendees, and, and also it affects their patients. Rounding out the top 20, number 20, Delta Dental. Delta Dental did squeak in there, and they are listed as a top 20 in the top 20 dental insurance companies. And surprisingly, I would have thought we'd see some Cigna, MetLife, Aetna, some other things in there, and they are not in there. Lots of blues and Delta Dental not cracking the top five, surprisingly enough. So I'm curious. So it was just Delta Dental. It wasn't like Delta Dental of Washington. I mean, because I heard Blue Cross Blue Shield broken up. So mm -hmm. is there a reason for that? So Delta Dental has their national title. And then, of course, most of the states have their own. Same thing with Blue Cross. They do have an overarching national company. But I think they have operations that are big enough on their own. Because also, a lot of these Blue Cross Blue Shields offer medical at the same time. So perhaps maybe that's what they were looking at as far as metrics. I was surprised, though, because I was expecting more of the standalone dental plans um, that were in there, but I did not, I'm surprised MetLife, Cigna, Aetna, they're not there. Hmm. So maybe Delta Dental as a whole just kind of squeaked in. And maybe if we were to look in the top 40, 50, maybe the different deltas would be parsed out there. So okay. it just didn't go down that far, but no, that's a 
very astute observation. Why, thank you. I appreciate that, you know. And yes. It's also interesting to me, you know, because one of the things that we always look at whenever you talk about the best states for dental health, dental awareness, the South, you know, and this is Southerner talking here, the South doesn't always rank highly in those. And yet you're, the Blue Cross Blue Shields that I heard you talk about, you know, I heard South Carolina, I think I heard Tennessee, you know, there's a lot of Southern ones represented there. So I think that's very interesting as well. So I'm just looking back through here and yeah, for the most part, South dominates this top 20 for sure. Yeah. Uh, number one is uh, Tampa, well care out of Tampa which is very specific to the Florida market. But you know what? There's a lot of teeth in Florida, let me tell there you. There are a lot of teeth. We, we've done the research, and, and there are a lot of teeth in Florida. That's true. <laughs> Going around counting them, you know. <laughs> that I thought was just pretty interesting, really only to me, and I just thought I'd bring that up. There we go with the dental insurance. I know that everybody was like, wow, I can't wait to hear how she's going to update us on insurance stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If anybody in this industry is going to do it, it's Teresa Duncan. Let's just say that. <laughs> I'm so much fun at parties. You, you are. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Listen, I think if I had a dental office like this one that we were looking at in D.C., I would throw big parties. So Tend. Tend is a company that we've actually talked about in previous podcasts and how they're basically trying to change the experience, they're, make, they're a dental studio. Right. Norman. I just called you Norman. You, you did. You know, I did. And, and, that, and that's all right, Dana. It's fine. I so. was just going to say, <laughs> the transformation is almost complete. My poor husband. So, <laughs> so Kevin, <laughs> they call themselves a dental studio, not a dental office. And uh, we were looking at the pictures. What were you thinking when you saw this beautiful office? In D.C., what were you thinking of the Tend office? I mean, it's gorgeous, uh, according to the pictures, you know. I mean, next time I'm in D.C., sure, I'll check that out. I think one of the things that I was as taken to on their website was the wording uh, as much as the actual pictures itself. And we've talked on here numerous times about, and I mentioned it even earlier, how dentistry sometimes has a marketing problem. And obviously, this is a company that's figuring out we need to use different words. We need to use a different approach to try to make people understand that dentistry can be aesthetically cool. It can be a place where you don't have to, you know, we talked about the candle smell earlier. There's a dental smell. And I'm sure that they take great steps to make sure there isn't a dental smell in there. I think it's smart. I, I think that more dental practices need to be looking at what they can do to make themselves a destination, not that everybody's going to be knocking down your door to come in, but at least they're not going to be as nervous or they might be a little bit more intrigued about it than, than if you just say, here's Rhonda, the hygienist, you know, I mean, <laughs> just saying. We're going to link it, of course, but this is a place where you would think you're going to be getting like a massage or something like that. I mean, the pictures are just absolutely gorgeous. The colors are great. Bathroom's a little overwhelming. The bathroom's kind of one of those things where you feel like you're, if you were drunk, it would be a bad bathroom to go into. Let's just oh. put it that way. You, you know what I'm saying, right? Maybe. I, I do. And, and I think I've told <laughs> you this, you know, back in the day, whenever I used to work with Wells Fargo on the dental office design competition every year when I was part of dental economics, I was stunned how many people would send in numerous photos of their bathroom. <laughs> it was like they were more proud of that than they were the operatories and everything else. But, you know, hey, 
you do you. I was going to say a nice bathroom is a is an experience all on its own. It's a plus. Let's be honest. I was uh, curious though. When we were doing the pregame, I directed you to this one section that I wanted you to read because I just think it's very interesting. They actually call out, says, our dentists aren't paid a commission on procedures. Yes. But then it goes on to say, most dentists are paid a commission on procedures. And I'm not sure if that's, I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, that kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But, you know, if you're... If you're a consumer and don't know any better, I guess they'll go, oh, okay, that makes sense. But I don't know if that's the message that we want sending out. You know no. what I mean? And, and I think that that then plants a seed in your mind if you don't go to this practice that, oh, well, gosh, if I go to my other dentist, he suggests a crown. Well, obviously, he's getting a commission on that. Even if you didn't take that leap, Kevin, the next two sentences would take you there. It says, this can lead to more procedures than you need. We eliminate this by paying our dentists a great salary with a bonus that rewards them for patient satisfaction. So is that a purposeful slap at DSOs? I mean, I'm very curious. DSOs are even an associate setup because yeah. if you're an associate being paid on collections or so forth, I mean, it's just, I'm not a fan of marketing where you try to make yourself look better by putting other people down. Right. Agreed. That's just not my style. And this... It treads this line here. I mean, it kind of crosses it, to be honest. So I'm not sure, but, you know, that's their marketing angle, and it is what it is, right? Maybe that will land with people. If only we knew somebody close to the D.C. area who could check this out sometime. Oh. You know, I wish we could find somebody. Yeah, I don't go in D.C. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's on the metro line, I hear. Yeah, no, it actually requires that I leave my house. And that's <laughs> oh, therefore. Not, uh, no, that's yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Then the other part of it is we only hire 5% of clinical candidates. I'd like to know where they're getting all their candidates because this area is in a drought for crying out loud. But if they're throwing good money at candidates and they're working in a location that is as beautiful as this, I mean, maybe they're not having issues filling their, I guess, staffing issues. Maybe. Good for them. I, I wouldn't mind working in a beautiful shop like this for a day. <laughs> Because then I'd have to deal with a patient and then I'm done. So. I was going to say, at some point, you have to actually do the procedures. You actually have to deal with the patients, talk about the insurance, talk about the money. So, you know, as great as the aesthetics might be, at the end of the day, it's like going to a nice restaurant. You still have to pay the bill. Right. You still have to deal with the waiter and everything else. Yeah, because like before you eat it, that ribeye is like, oh, yeah, I'd pay, oh. I'd pay $35, $45, $50 for that ribeye. And then afterwards, like, eh, it wasn't that good. <laughs> uh, and the bill comes, you're like, oh, we spent that much. Uh, uh, never do that again. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so the other part, too, is our care is science-based. So they have a proprietary training program, which keeps the clinical team up to date on all the latest research. I love that. Love that. Big fan. I know DSOs are big on that. Corporates are big on that. They make sure that their doctors get, you know, lots of education. The only drawback on that is that they typically are pretty rigid in the materials used or you don't have that true able to buy what you want in a DSO or a corporate, typically. Uh, so I'm curious if this is the same thing, if it's all pretty much you pick up one tend office and you put it in another location, it should be exactly the same. I'm, I'm guessing it, it's going to be like that. I'm guessing it is. And, and I hope that if they have something where they're committed to the latest technology and the best materials, that's fantastic. Absolutely. I think all dental practices should be that. First dental exam takes about 70 minutes. These are the prices without insurance. Does not 
takes into account that you may need imaging. Now, imaging FMX typically is a lot more. I know in the DC area, you're probably at like $300 for an FMX probably. So the first dental exam is $350, but without x-rays, that's going to be $600. Whitening is $495. And six-month dental exam, again, without any radiographs, is between two dollars and $300. So there's some pricing for you, and it's all on the uh, insurance page on here. They have some interesting services. What did you find out about the Breezy Braces? Yeah, the Breezy Braces seem very interesting. And again, I think that orthodontics right now is a big plus. I've read several articles about, you know, now we're starting to take off our masks and realize that, you know, our teeth aren't that good. And the whole Zoom boom that we talked about with cosmetic dentistry and us looking at ourselves all day and going, ugh. Uh, you know, so... <laughs> But the breezy braces seem very interesting, uh, and it doesn't look like it's a clear aligner thing. It looks like it's more of the uh, behind-the-teeth orthodontia pushing forward. Yeah, it's all li- lingual. Lingual. And they also have a uh, product shop. So I'm just I'm fascinated because what you and I have just talked about is a retail experience for dentistry. So you have the pricing, you have the packages, you have the what to expect, you have beautiful images to showcase it, you have a shop page. This is a retail experience more so than a healthcare experience. I'm not sure which one appeals to me more because I kind of like being a retail shopper. I'm looking at their ability to sell their uh, swishy swirly counter cup, which is just the tumbler where you rinse and it's gorgeous. And then they also sell breath biscuits for your dogs. I mean, now you have their site up online. Can you like make an appointment online? Do they have that capability just to make it super easy? Yep. There you go. Yep. Yep. And they even have, if you don't know what your insurance is, then you give them everything and they will take care of that for you, which is what I want everybody to do. I mean, we've been kind of talking about that. And they also have a a blog called The Gargler. (laughs) Sounds like a Batman (laughs) villain. I like it. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, no, it's the gargler. I mean, you could brush with a mask on, I guess. I don't know. Like an eye mask, not a mask mask. Gargler. When you look at the site, it looks way more like a retail site than it does a dental site. And I just thought, that's interesting. Wanted to make sure that people knew that uh, the competition is out there. I hope everybody you know, gets outside of their little bubble and understands that there are people trying different things in dentistry, which is a great thing. And the same old, same old isn't always going to work. So kudos to people who try something different. And here's hoping it does up the game for everybody else. Is it Salierno that is now with them? Chris Salierno? I believe so. I need to reach out to him and get him on the Nobody Told Me That podcast. I need to pick his brain. I have heard good things about the Nobody Told Me That podcast. <laughs> so uh, Dr. Uh, Salierno used to be the editor of Dentistry IQ, Dental Economics, and all that. Let me see if I have street cred enough to get him on the podcast. We'll see. Oh, you got street cred, girl. Come on. Uh, let's talk about a subject that is near and dear to both of our hearts. Yes. Let's get the word out, Kevin. You want to take point on this Yeah. One? You know, you mentioned our pregame a couple of times. And one thing that you and I were both talking about is that this podcast will come out shortly before Veterans Day. And certainly a big thank you to all those veterans who have served our country and still those active uh, men and women who still do. You know, as you mentioned, both of our families have military backgrounds. Both of our dads have served. And it's really a soft spot to me how veterans are treated. One thing I love about our dental industry 
is that there are so many folks out there who are taking care of the veterans, who are offering free services. Uh, my work as director of marketing for Fortune Management, we have a great group called Freedom Day USA uh, that every October takes care of veterans, and so many out there do. But I think as we get close to Veterans Day, it's important to not only think about what services can you offer to veterans as a way of saying thank you, but also how are you saying thank you not only on Veterans Day, but throughout the year? You know, when those veterans come into your practice, do you have a little something in their patient charts or notes that says, you know, they're a veteran? You know, a simple thank you for your service. I'm going to tell you, it goes so far with my dad. Mm -hmm. There are very few things in this world that make that man smile, but that is one thing that absolutely does. And I think we don't realize how much that that means to people, just the thank you for your service part. I love that. My whole family is full of people who served. They dedicated their lives. They were career servicemen like your dad. When that's your whole career, I mean, that means a lot when somebody says thank you. I mean, I've seen my dad kind of well up. He, I remember there was a, a young serviceman in uniform that came and said something to him because he saw the veteran's hat. Mm -hmm. You know, does your dad wear the veteran's Absolutely. hat? Absolutely. Like, yeah. And, and proudly. I used to be like, yeah. man, dad, let's get a nicer hat. But I understand it. And I, I'm proud of him when he wears it. it. It really does make their day. So there's a lot of events across the country, though. You're right. We've been reading a little bit about different free days and all that kind of thing. What do you see out there? What do you see is being done for veterans? Sometimes it's a complete day. The, the office will shut down and offer these services. Sometimes they pick a veteran in their practice to focus on him or her and, the, and some of the work that needs to be done. And, and I will tell you, a lot of these veterans don't have the resources often to do that. And I know there are a lot of folks out there that do. I think that, as you said, when somebody's dedicated their career to protecting us and to making sure that you know a lot of the freedoms that we enjoy we actually get to enjoy, uh, I think it's a great way to be able to give back. So I think if you're looking for a way to not only impact your community, but also, you know, we've talked a lot about marketing in this, and, and I'm not ashamed to say that that's something you should be using as a marketing tool as well. Let people know the good things that you're doing in your practice. Sure. I think we've got to turn around this whole thought of dentistry being pain and blood and hurt. I think we've got to show the life-changing impacts that it makes, and this is a great way to do that. Lots of offices have Freedom Days, like you were saying, and then Veterans Day in their offices. There's a site that we were looking at before that you can go and register and be one of those offices. It looked like the press release was from 2018, but they did have materials for 2019, probably 2020. They didn't do anything. So it looks like, though... They are gearing up maybe for 2021. Yeah. So you could certainly do that. And we'll link it in the show notes. But we were looking at a couple different sites where they are making it a marketing campaign. And rightly so. I think they should do that. I agree. And we'll we'll definitely link to Freedom Day USA because I know it's something that's very, very active and a lot of fortune management practices are a part of. But it's also something that, again, don't want people to feel bad about pushing out that they're doing something good in their community, because I think we need more of that today more than ever. And when you have practices like Attend or others that are showcasing how wonderful they are, I think it's okay for us to talk about the good that we're doing in our practice, even if it's one that hasn't been updated or doesn't look like the sexiest place out there either. I think it would be great if you're an office that has multiple chairs open up those chairs, everybody come in for a day, a morning and just fill them with veterans. You don't even necessarily have to 
go to your patient population, although you probably do have a lot, but there's okay. also lots of military help centers around. The VA would be happy Guaranteed. to send you people. Absolutely. You know what? Mention to anybody who's got a grandfather, grandmother, maybe you're not thinking about that, but even the younger uh, veterans coming back, a lot of times, you know, they're trying to assimilate, get back into into life, and maybe their dentistry suffered too. I mean, active duty... They have free dental care, yes, but it's not comprehensive and it is maybe not taken advantage of as much as possible because you might be deployed. Or... I think that's fantastic. I think it's a great marketing initiative and hopefully some of you will take us up on this uh, suggestion. And if so, let us know. Yeah, I think more of what we need to do in dentistry is learn from each other. What has worked, you know, in Virginia? Would it work in Colorado? You know, I think the more that we share things like that, I think the better our industry as a whole is going to be. Well, you know, there's always the candy buyback that happens yes. around October yes. or Halloween, right? So there's that. I know there was a, a nice push a while back to, you know, send candy to the troops. And people were like, no, they don't have access to like full service. Send a toothbrush. Don't send candy. And I'm sure there were some veterans opening up or some active duty that were opening up boxes. And they were like, oh, cool. Halloween stuff. And it was all toothbrushes. And they were like, man. It's like the kid that comes to the door and you drop the floss in their bag and they're like, really? Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <But> it happens. <laughs> I'm telling you, it does. What's this? And all of a sudden you get hit upside the head with a flying floss <laughs> at you. Like, take your floss and shove it. Well, we did alienate most of dentistry by telling them we drink coffee and Mountain Dew in the morning. But at least we got it out of the way at the start, you know, <laughs> so that, that helps a lot. <laughs> I have been I have been cracking up when I edit the podcast and I hear who are we gonna who are we gonna alienate now? <laughs> I'm hoping our Russian listeners came back to this episode. Well, we'll see. You know, I hope so. Da, that's all I know of <laughs> Russian. Well, see, we lost him again. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even sound Russian. That's <laughs> all right, all right. Anything else to add? My dear friend, Kayvon. No, I know we're getting into holiday season. I know we're going to have some things coming up on just how to maintain your sanity during that. And this year, you know, I'm just going to tease something we're going to talk about in the next episode because I can tell you so many people are excited about traveling again for the holidays this year because obviously we missed last year with COVID. This year, I think the stress levels are going to be at an all-time high, just people trying to make it like the perfect holiday after missing last year. I think that that's going to impact a lot of our, our listeners out there. So we'll, we'll chat about that. Maybe give them something to chew on. <gasps> Teasers. Teasers. Well, we are going to give them something big to chew on right now, which is we're going to drop a link in the show notes to a webinar that we are doing. Yeah. I should have probably promoted this in the beginning. Well, yeah, we suck at before, this. <laughs> before we talked about coffee and Dime Mountain Dew, we should have. We really suck at this. All right. So <laughs> Kevin and I are going to give a webinar in December, and it is going to be on December 15th. See, we really do suck. Okay, December 15th at 1 p.m. Eastern, we're going to give a webinar, and it's going to be called Chew on These Trends for 2022. We're going to go over the trends that we're seeing, how 2021 has shaped up, and taking into account the trends, both consumer, employment, insurance trends, and we're going to help you plan for 2022. And that way you go into it with your eyes open. And hopefully you can have some strategy sessions with your team based on the information that we give you. This is a smaller version of a course that we've given at many of the larger meetings. Uh, it's been very good feedback. We're going to be doing it at Hinman. We are. Yes. 
in March, but uh, we figured, hey, why not? Let's do a complimentary webinar. Shout out to Care Credit for always supporting us. But uh, another webinar with us, Kevin. You know, we talked about that bubble. I think that it's important to obviously know your numbers, know how you're doing. But how are you doing versus the rest of the industry? And that's one of the things that Teresa and I love to tip our hat on a little bit is just how, as an industry, as a whole, as a nation, we're doing whenever it comes to dental stuff. And we are going to be talking about a lot of different categories. So it's going to be a, an action-packed webinar. Get ready. And we'll be caffeinated because it'll be 1 o'clock Eastern. We will. <laughs> and maybe I'll have on more than a t-shirt. You can't ever tell. We'll see. <laughs> All right, dear listeners, we always appreciate so much that you spend your time with us. We'll talk to you on the next episode. And that's a wrap for this episode of Chew on This. We hope you laughed and learned a little. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. And don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. Feel free to drop us a comment on social media or by email if you have any suggestions for future topics. We'll be back in about two weeks. See you then.